Welcome to Tzairat Imecha Nachyomi with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Pamela Rifka Simonson, and today we will be studying Divri Hayam in Bey's Parak Chaf, Chapter 20. A frightening situation comes upon Yehoshaphat when the Moabites, the Ammonites, and some of the Ammonim, which Malbim says were inhabitants of Mount Seir, wage war against him. Yehoshaphat is told that the approaching attackers are a great multitude and that they're currently in Chatzotzoin Tomar, which is Ein Gedi, having come from across the sea, which Mitzudas Dovid specifies was the Dead Sea, from Aram. Malbin points out that Aram is in the north, and they were from the southern side of the land of Yisrael. So whoever it was that was telling Yehoshaphat the information didn't actually know which nations they were that were coming to attack and thought that they were from Aram. Yehoshaphat is afraid. And his reaction is to seek Hashem and proclaim a fast over all of Yehudah. And all the people of Yehudah from all the cities, including, says Malbim, the cities from Ephraim that were now under Yehudah's kingdom, they all gather to request from Hashem, to ask of Hashem. And Yehoshaphat stands amongst the people in the house of Hashem, in front of Hechotzer HaChadashah, as it says in the text, the new court, which Matsudas David says might mean that they had done some repairs to the court. And Yehoshaphat speaks there in prayer to Hashem, which is the content of Psukim 6 to 12, drawing on Hashem's greatness, Hashem gifting the land to the Bnei Israel, the power of the Beis Hamikdash where they stand, and justice for the attacking nations. Hashem, God of our fathers, Is it not that you are Hashem in the heavens and you rule over all the kingdoms of the nations and strength and might are in your hand? As Rashi translates, and no one can stand against you. Pasuk 7. Have you, our God, not driven out the inhabitants of this land from before your people Yisrael and given it forever to the seed of Avraham who loved you? Yehoshaphat is drawing on the nature of the giving of the land to the Jewish people as being unconditional on their deeds, thus making it an eternal gift, as Malbim explains. Yehoshaphat continues in his prayer mentioning that the people of Yisrael settled in the land and built a temple there, saying, Im If evil should come upon us, sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine. We will stand before this house and before you, because your name is in this house. And we will cry out to you from our distress. And you will hear and you will save. We learnt that Shloma prayed for this in Parak 6, that the temple be a powerful place for Hashem's acceptance of Tefillah's prayers. Yehoshaphat then asks Hashem to bring judgment upon the people of Moab, Amun and Mount Seir who are coming to attack because in the past Hashem instructed the Bnei Yisrael to leave these nations and the land that Hashem had given to those nations alone, which the Bnei Yisrael heeded. And they turned away from them and they didn't destroy them. And now these nations are paying back by coming to drive Yisrael out of their God-given land. 
Malbim explains that Yehoshaphat is requesting that Hashem's judgment be brought for this injustice. And Yehoshaphat ends his tefillah, end of Pasuk 12, saying, Ki Because we have no strength before this great crowd that is coming upon us. And we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Matsuras David clarifies they do not know how to be saved against them, but they are looking to Hashem to save them. It's a very dramatic moment. Everyone is gathered together looking to Hashem to save them from this approaching attack. Posuk 13, And all Yehuda were standing before Hashem, even their infants, their wives and their children, en masse, standing. And Yechaziel, whose lineage is noted in Posuk 14, has the spirit of Hashem come upon him in the midst of the congregation. He tells the people of Yehuda and King Yehoshaphat to pay attention. And he gives over the word of Hashem to them, saying, in Posuk 15, Atem al tiru, you, do not be afraid. Va'al techatu. Matsudas Tsiyain says that techatu is a term meaning fear and broken. So he's saying, do not break. So do not be afraid and do not break. Mipnehe haman harav hazeh because of this great crowd. Because the war is not yours, but Hashem's. As Malbim clarifies, only Hashem will fight with them. Posuk 16. Machar, redu alehem. Tomorrow, go down against them. Hinom oilim b'ma'alehatsits. Umutsosem oisam b'soif hanachal p'nei midbar yeruel. Behold, they are ascending by the ascent to Hatzitz, and you will find them at the end of the valley before the desert of Uruel. Posuk 17, with Malbim interwoven. It is not for you to fight in this. Don't think that you are going down to fight. That's not the case. His Yatzavu. Stand with strength, stabilize yourselves, and then imdu ru'u as Yeshua's Hashem imochem Yerushalayim. Stand without the need to be strengthened. Just stand and see the salvation of Hashem with you, Yehuda and Yerushalayim. Al tiru, do not be afraid. Va'al techatu. It's the same phrase we saw earlier, encouraging the people not to break. Tomorrow, go out before them, and Hashem is with you. Yehoshaphat bows down with his face to the ground, and all of Yehuda and the inhabitants of Yerushalayim fall before Hashem to prostrate themselves to Hashem. The Levim, descending from the Kohosim and the Karchim, get up to praise Hashem with a very loud voice. The next day, they get up early and go out to the desert of Tokaya. And as they go out, Yehoshaphat stands and says in Posuk 20, Shma'uni Yehuda, the Yeshve Yerushalayim, 
Listen to me, Yehuda, and inhabitants of Yerushalayim. Ha'aminu b'Hashem Eloikechem v'se Amenu. Believe in Hashem, your God, and you will be faithful. We're translating that last part based on Radak. You will be faithful, loyal to Hashem. Ha'aminu v'nviyov v'hatzlichu. Believe in his prophets and you will succeed. Ralbag explains on Posuk 21 that at the time of going out, Yehoshaphat positioned singers to Hashem in front of the men of war, singers who praised the majesty of Hashem's holiness and gave thanks to Hashem for the kindness that he promised them, which showed that Yehoshaphat trusted only in Hashem. At the time that they start singing and praising, Hashem causes an ambush against the people of Amain Moyav and Mount Seir who were coming to Yehuda, and they are defeated. Malbim explains what happened here. Moyav, Amain and Seir hated each other. They only united against Yisrael. Hashem placed it in Moyav's heart to think about destroying Amain and Seir. And Moyav joined surreptitiously with Seir and ambushed Amain. Then, when Amain was weakened, Moyav made a deal with the remaining Ammonites that they helped them against Seir. Seir was destroyed completely. Then, Moyav and Amain fought against each other. Posuk 24. The Yehuda bar al la midbar, and Yehuda came upon the place overlooking the desert. Vayifnu el And they turned to the multitude, and behold, they were corpses fallen to the ground, and there was no remainder. As promised, total salvation without having to do anything, just rely on Hashem. In Posuk 25, we learn that Yehoshaphat and his people come to plunder the spoils and they find a lot of possessions and precious vessels, so much that they are plundering for three days. Then on the fourth day, Posuk 26, they gathered to Amek Barucho, the Valley of Blessing, because they blessed Hashem there. Therefore, Karu Eshem HaMokim HaHu Amek Barucho Ad Hayom. They called the name of that place Amek Barucho, the Valley of Blessing, until today. Rashi extends, and they gave thanks for all the good that Hashem had done for them, that he helped them from their enemies. Psukim 27-28 tell us that the people of Yehuda and Yerushalayim, led by Yehoshaphat, returned to Yerushalayim basimcho, with joy, because Hashem had given them happiness in saving them from their enemies, interprets Metzuras David. And they come to Yerushalayim with musical instruments to the Beis HaMikdash. Psukim 29 to 30. And the fear of Hashem was upon all the kingdoms of the land when they heard that Hashem fought with the enemies of Yisrael. And the kingdom of Yehoshaphat was calm within the country, says Malbim. And Hashem, his God, gave him rest from all around, from all the nations surrounding the land of Yisrael, says Malbim. Even though the people had the promise of salvation without having to do anything, they still demonstrated tremendous dependence on Hashem. Trust, 
leaning, relying, giving oneself over to Hashem's control. Perhaps it's meaningful to consider that they are told that it's not their role to fight here. Some things are a person's role and other things are not. How difficult it can sometimes be to let go of the control in an area that really isn't our fight. To only act in accordance with what is within our realm of responsibility, but then to practice relinquishing control to the only one who actually determines the result, our Father in Heaven. Pasuk 31 begins, Vayimloich Yehoshaphat al-Yehuda. Yehoshaphat ruled over Yehuda, which Matsudas David interprets to mean that his kingship was accepted with love when seeing his success. The Pasuk continues to tell us that he began his reign aged 35 and ruled over Yerushalayim for 25 years, and his mother's name was Azuva, the daughter of Shilchi. Pesukim 32-33 tell us that Yehoshaphat went in the way of his father, Asa, that is, the upright way of his father, as per Rashi. But the Bamais, the high places, were not removed, and the people did not set their hearts to Hashem. Matsudas David clarifies on this, that these were high places made for Hashem. But once there was a Beit HaMikdash, they were forbidden. And Matsudas David also clarifies that only the king set his heart to Hashem. The rest of the matters of Yehoshaphat are written in the words of Yehu, the son of Hanoni, in his records about the kings of Yehuda, and also in the story that is told in the book of Kings 2, chapter 3, as Malbim comments on Pasuk 34. The last three Pesukim of this chapter tell us about when Yehoshaphat made an alliance with Ahaziah, king of Yisrael, who acted wickedly. Malbim says he made himself wicked, in contrast with Ahav, who was enticed to wickedness by his wife Izevel. Yehoshaphat and Ahaziah made an alliance to make ships to go to Tarshish. They made ships in Etzioinagover. Then Eliezer, the son of Doidavohu from Moresha, prophesied regarding Yehoshaphat, telling him that when he joined with Ahaziah, Hashem breached his work and the ships were broken and could not go to Tarshish. Ralbag points out that what is being explained in the prophecy is that if he would not have joined with Ahaziah, then Yehoshaphat would not have been punished with his ships breaking. So clearly the relationship here is the problem. Thank you for studying together. Leloi Nishmas, Rose Foreman, Rachel Rachelbas, Arielib, and Rachel Zeitlin, Rachelbas, Schleimer.